Tonight on Live from Studio One, it's the Galactic Cowboy Orchestra in advance of their show at Vucare on Saturday the 18th. I'm Emily Reese. Guitarist Dan Neal, violinist Lisey Wright, bassist John Wright, and drummer Alec Tackman started the band in 2009 playing what they call art rock. So if you think like jazz fusion mixed with prog rock... Galactic Cowboy Orchestra came to Studio One here at Jazz 88. They played a set. Then I sat down with Lisi and John to talk about the band's history and that upcoming show at Vucare. I am Lisi Wright of the Galactic Cowboy Orchestra. This is John Wright, John Wright, the other Wright of the Galactic Cowboy Orchestra. And uh, we're here at KBEM and we're promoting, uh, initially, this uh, Justice reached out to us to promote our show at uh, Vucare. Nice. Which is on May 18th, coming up here yep. very shortly, as did Phil Nussbaum as well. So thanks to the station. It's our first time. This has been our first experience in 10 years here. Oh, wow. Yeah, coming by here. And wow. uh, I've been listening to the station for years, but I've never been here. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> and it was absolutely fun to like sit in and listen to the session. You guys sound great. Thank I you. would love to know a little background about how the band started. It started... About 11 years ago now, I think, um, myself, the guitar player Dan Neal, and Lisi, uh, we're in a band, actually we still are in this band, um, mm-hmm. it, it does, it's a band called Memphis in the Meantimes, and it's fronted by uh, Mick, Sterling. Mick Sterling, who's a Twin Cities mm-hmm. guy around town, <laughs> and um, it does, th- that band does, specializes in Sun Records and Grand Old Opry music. Okay. So completely opposite from what the Galactic Cowboy Orchestra does. But we were all in the same room, and it was myself, Danny, Lisi, and at the time, this dr- first drummer, Marco Day. Um, and I had a desire to play instrumental fusion music again. I, I had done that on and off over the years, and for some some reason, it, the thought occurred to me that it could happen with at least Danny and Mark and myself initially, mm-hmm. um, so we started. Writing. You would jam and sound checks it from Memphis. Yeah, we'd start just like musicians do. The ideas, jamming around, and things would come up, and I thought, well, let's try this. You know, let's organize some rehearsals. I had Danny over. I said, hey man, I got some ideas. You want to write? This is a long time ago. So he came over with an acoustic guitar, just me and him, and we started running through stuff. It's very interesting because I had never. Those of you in the Twin Cities know Dan Neal. He's a, um, infamous. Infamous? Infamous. <laughs> More than famous? <laughs> More than famous. Uh, country guitar player. And I really had no idea that he had immense jazz chops or history or knowledge. I Because I, I had only known him for his country and blues chops. Yeah. Um, but he's got just this vast knowledge of jazz and skills with it. And uh, he, he writes all this crazy good stuff. So... Anyway, there was some sort of instinct that just says, let's let's try it with Danny, you know, and, and it worked out. Yeah. Um, so I was bringing rehearsal tapes home, um, and Lisi was listening. She says, I want to be in the band. I said, well, okay. No, so you, you, that's not what you... I said. <laughs> what I actually said was this true story that I have to tell over again. Um, I said, this music's too hard for you. That's what I said. 
I said, you wouldn't understand this music. Yeah. Yeah. I he said didn't say it was words. too hard. He didn't say it was too hard, but he said, no, you wouldn't. This isn't the kind of music you Well, would, I had never heard her play. play anything like that. She had oh, played yeah. country fiddle. That's what oh, I knew her yeah, as, as a country yeah. fiddler. I had married a country fiddler. <laughs> I didn't know. I, and I certainly knew what she listened to at home. And it wasn't Mahavishnu Orchestra or King Crimson yet, you know, or any of those types of things that we were drawing inspiration from. Mm. Um, she said, I like this. I want to do it. You know, I'm like. Okay, so <laughs> we went down and it I was like, "Tell me no, you watch me." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it, anyway, first rehearsal that was the band. It was a four piece. We started rehearsing reg on a regular basis at, down at the Mark's rehearsal space every Monday, writing music.
That was a track called Memo 9, played live in the Jazz 88 studios by Galactic Cowboy Orchestra, here on Live from Studio One. The band has an upcoming gig at Vucare. It's Saturday, May 18th from 9 to midnight. After Galactic Cowboy Orchestra played for us, I sat down with violinist Lisey Wright and bassist John Wright. Here's Lisey. We rehearsed a lot. Yeah, we rehearsed a lot. Once a week, yeah. you know, we yeah. would regular get together on a regular basis and write music. Yeah. And this is our 10-year, 10-year, what do you call it for a band? Anniversary? Birthday? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anniversary. Anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Is no, that the reason for the show at Vucare or just, no. just no. worked no. out that way? Yeah. No, we... we are trying to play we, we've spent the majority of our time in the life of the band on the road outside of Minnesota or at least outside of the Twin Cities uh, we were fortunate enough via my wife to get an arts tour grant in 2014 to 15 or was it 2013 to 14 I can't recall so that brought us to a lot of performing arts centers outstate and yeah. but we early on realized that you know in order to develop an audience for this sort of music or any kind, actually, original music. You need to travel. And so we we spent a lot of time on the road, thousands and thousands of miles. Um, so we just made a conscious decision recently to start trying to play back more in the Twin Cities. We're still traveling. We're, we're, we're still going out to the East Coast this year and mm-hmm. various other locations that we've built up little followings, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought, well, let's play more in town. <laughs> and there, and it's funny because we'll play a gig. We played a gig at the Hook and Ladder. Uh, November. Uh, yeah, and this guy comes up to me and goes, who are you guys? Where are you from? And you get the, I'm like, are you serious? But I, I have to realize that we haven't actually played a, a lot. And there's people now that would like us that might have just moved here two years ago, you know, that, that had never heard of the band because we we haven't had a, a, a more of a local yeah. presence. Uh, jazz 80 you know we and we've got we were we have uh, a couple of downbeat nominations from um nice when was that two years two when we released the last album yeah we had a baby too in between mm-hmm. yeah which tends to slow things that. down a little so bit. it's nice to play around town for yeah. that reason too yeah. sure yeah so in regards to why we're doing Vukare? It was just we had played the Dakota quite a bit, yeah, three or four, five times, and and did well there in early early in the band's history. So I we just started trying to come back around and play to people here again, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. In addition to anywhere else, we can. Well, people let us <laughs> play, and we can physically <laughs> get there without losing our minds. You know. Do you think? Do you think you consciously kind of avoided playing here in the Twin Cities in the early years just to kind of get out and about and spread your musical seeds elsewhere? I, or? I don't know. I think that's a good question. I, I In the early years, I was booking the band, and we were coming up against some what felt like uh, it was just harder to get in a gig. Yeah. You know, at some of the hip venues. Mm-hmm. Um and so I was like, well, we'll get a gig at a hip venue somewhere else. <laughs> so that's kind of where, where we did, how we approached yeah. it. And then we would, we would still do a lot of summer gigs in the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. um, like arts in the parks and that kind of thing. We've done yeah. music. We've headlined music in mirrors a couple of times. Yep. And okay. We did the Dakota Jazz Festival when he had one outside. Yeah. 
So we've had some good gigs here yeah, in Minnesota, oh yeah, sure, sure. and we've been yeah. fortunate that way. But we've had some really good gigs out of here too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then and now more recently, it's it's just been fun to get into some of these these like Vucre. That's a really cool room. Yep. Um, For what years, else did we play that was really just recently? Ice House. Yeah, mm. that's a mm-hmm. really cool room. Mm-hmm. So. Hook and Ladder's great. There's some cool venues popping up, so. Yes. Lisey, it seems like you're classically trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when did you start making the transition into doing more fiddling and things along those lines? Um, when I was, let's see, I was like eight, uh, 19 or 20. Um, I had to go home from college. I, I got sick and I was at home down in southern Minnesota. And all my friends would go to Johnny Holm. Okay. And um, maybe you don't – do you know who that is? It's the Johnny Holm Band. It's a cover band. Um, okay. And he always would bring people up on stage, and they had a fiddle player. And I went up, and I said to the fiddle player, I'm like, how long have you been practicing, and how long have you been taking lessons for fiddle? Mm-hmm. He goes, I never – I taught myself. I never took lessons. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, it, blew, it literally blew my mind that anyone could teach themselves. Like, I was like, I thought you had to have a teacher doing an <laughs> instrument. And wow. I was like, well, I could do that. So then yeah, I yeah. just started, like, messing around. I had a job in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota, my hometown, um, working for a place that did printing for yearbooks. And so it was my job to keep track of the colors on the pages that were printed. And they didn't care if I played violin while I did it. So I just, like, would practice and watch the pages come out for eight, ten hours a day. It was awesome. <laughs> so, wow. I and then I would go and ask Johnny if he'd let me play, and he'd come. He'd let me play. Devil went down to Georgia and Orange nice. Blossom Special. And like he 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 leaned over to me one time and he was like, "Do you know Orange Blossom Special?" And I go, "Not yet." And I had never even heard it. Like I right. didn't grow up listening to yep. country. Yep. But. I figured, well, that's what you got to do if you play violin. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, I don't know, small town kid didn't know much about the big world of music. <laughs> that's amazing that you, like, got up on stage, too, throughout the process. Like, who does that? Like, who's like, hey, I'm still learning how to fiddle, but can I come up and play a tune with you on stage? Like, that's... Yeah, uh, I've always kind of been that. Uh, she's been rather bold. <laughs> <laughs> bold move. She's, yeah. she's bold. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. 
That track was Swara Kakali by the Galactic Cowboy Orchestra, live in our studios here at Jazz 88. This is live from Studio One. I'm Emily Reese. Galactic Cowboy Orchestra played some tunes for us. Then I chatted with violinist Lisi Wright and bassist John Wright. Here's John. Vukure, May 18th, 9 to 12. Um, it's a $5,000 cover. So <laughs> if we... <laughs> If we get one person to show up, <laughs> we'll do pretty good. <laughs> or we could get five people to split it. There you go. But then they'd only let one person in. Yeah, and so, they just want yeah. switch every they tune could switch. somebody else comes yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, they could tune. switch off. <laughs> I think that might work out. Well, John Wright and Lisi Wright, thanks so much for chatting with us and playing for us today. That was awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate the time.
was Triple S by the Galactic Cowboy Orchestra on Jazz 88. Big thank you to guitarist Dan Neal, violinist Lisey Wright, bassist John Wright, and drummer Alec Tackman for visiting Studio One for a performance. You can catch them live at Vucare. It's this Saturday, May 18th from 9 to midnight. I'm Emily Reese. Our producer is Justice Sanchez. Live from Studio One is supported by the Legacy Amendments Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.